Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 26, 2015, and I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving to those of you who celebrate this very lovely holiday. Um, today we read from the book, big book, and we are on page eight, the first full paragraph that begins, no words can tell, and um, let's see, and today's readers are Bella G on the 12 Steps, Stacey T on the 12 Traditions, and our readers are Rick B, Cheryl H, and Rebecca F. The reference numbers number for yesterday, Wednesday, November twenty fifth, is eight two two two. And our newcomer greeter for today will be Elizabeth S. OA preamble: Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Bella G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Bella G., a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Happy holiday for everybody. Here are the 12 steps. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made the list of all persons we had harmed and become willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
Eleven, thoughts through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overreaders and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Belgi. Okay, and um, Stacy T., would you please read the 12th tradition? I'd be happy to. Good morning. This is Stacy T., a recovering compulsive overeater from Cleveland, and a hearty and happy Thanksgiving to all, and thank you for doing service today, Kathy. Thank One, you. our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Stacy T. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topics and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topics. This meeting does does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we are resuming our study of the big book on page eight, the first full paragraph. And I will ask um, Rick B. to get us started. Good morning. This is Rick B. from Massachusetts. 
No words can tell of the loneliness and despair I found in that bitter morass of self-pity. Quicksand stretched around me in all directions. I had met my match. I had been overwhelmed. Alcohol was my master. Trembling, I stepped from the hospital, a broken man. Fear sobered me for a bit. Then came the insidious insanity of that first drink, and on Armistice Day, 1934, I was off again. Everyone became resigned to the certainty that I would have to be shut up somewhere or would stumble along to a miserable end. How dark it was before the dawn. In reality, that was the beginning of my last debauch. I was soon to be catapulted into what I like to call the fourth dimension of existence. I was to know happiness and peace and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. Well, we have a, a transition paragraph here, Bill, talking about uh, Bill leaves the hospital, not for the last time, but he had left the hospital again, uh, sobered up a little bit, talked about the fear sobering him. And he he talks about the desperation and the hopelessness in the beginning of the paragraph, but gives us a little glimpse into and gives us some hope that um, he was able to know peace, happiness, usefulness. He's he's just opening our eyes to the solution. He didn't have the solution yet, but as he's writing it, he's kind of um, previewing what's going to happen after yet another hospitalization. So I love the way he contrasts the hopelessness, the powerlessness, the morass of self-pity, quicksand, and then at the end of the paragraph, happiness, peace, and usefulness. So he's starting to tell the story, introducing the story of how he was to recover. I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Rick B. From New York. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Judy S. Charles H. from New York. Okay. Mary. Tina right. from Florida. Julie R. Okay. Let's stop here because I can't write fast enough. I have uh, Judy S. Charles H. Larry K. Um, who else? Melissa C. Julie Melissa, R. Melissa C. Julie R. Kim G. Tina S. from Florida. Reva Kim, P. Okay, Kim G. Reva P. And I heard someone before Reva. Was that Judy S.? Judy S. From, no, I have you, Judy. Someone oh, from Florida. Tina S. Tina S. Tina S. Yes. Okay, great. Let's stop there. So we will have Judy F. Charles H., Larry K., Melissa C., Julie R., Kim G., Tina S., and Reva P. Okay, Judy, please get us started. Press star one, Judy. Hi, Kathy. It's Judy F., the morning visionary, and this is Judy F. from Massachusetts, recovered compulsive overeater. This is just so exciting, especially to have it on it um, on Thanksgiving morning, um, because I can uh, relate into both paragraphs um, and uh, the you know hard 
the um, how dark before the dawn and then catapulted into what I like to call the fourth dimension of existence. And that's my spiritual life today. But when I think back on um, all the Thanksgivings before I, um, my, I hit my bottom and I surrendered to this program and worked the steps, it was so dark. I probably have woke, woken up and um, had binged um, all night and just the self-loathing, the self-hatred and, and that um, saying, today I'm just going to have just a meal and I'm not going to eat before or after and I'm going to do this. And, and then as soon as I got to the meal, I would start eating my binge foods and then I'd be off and running. And today I can wake up. And the first thing I think of is, um, you know, it's, it's thank you, God, for waking me up and um, having that relationship with God. But I had to do the step work and surrender to what I wanted to eat to um, admit that I, I couldn't eat those foods and that I had to start there and then um, start working on the steps to have a relationship and being in that fourth exist, uh, that fourth um, dimension of existence. And today I do know happiness, peace, and usefulness, and it's all because of God. It's not because of me, but I had to do my part to surrender, and I'm just so grateful that we have the directions here. I don't have to figure it out. I didn't have to figure it out, but I had to 100% admit I was powerless and that I couldn't do it anymore, and I had to follow directions and trust one day at a time. It's only for one day, and today can be everyone's day of abstinence and of recovery. And I'm just so grateful to have Bill gone before me so that I know what to do. And um, and then I can pass it on. And it's just an awesome, it's just so awesome. So today I can have my abstinent meal and um, while well, everyone, and it's, the nice thing is I get another one tonight for supper. So <laughs> I'm not depriving myself. I'm living and then beyond that, I'm there to be um, to experience the people there. It's not about the food anymore. I have neutrality, and I'm just so grateful for that. And I have a God in my life that I can follow. And this is the day the Lord is given. Like, that's how I wake up today. Maybe not right away, but as soon as I remember, oh, yeah, God's in charge of my life, I can. So with, I wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judy F. And Charles H., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy K. Thank you for your service, and happy Thursday to all. That's all it is. Because truth be told, before I even sink my teeth into this meal on uh, page 8, chapter 2, um, every day is Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Halloween. It's my choice. It's my choice. So I don't put any extra emphasis on this day. Every day that my higher power wakes me up is Thanksgiving. And it's a Christmas gift because it, it, it's not promised. And if I binge and pick up my allergic alcoholic foods, it'll be Halloween. So let me sink my teeth into this spiritual meal here. Um, man, it's so much trembling, you know, the quicksand. I, I get that. And, you know, if I don't, you know, 10, 11, and 12 people say, yo, oh, it's, so, it's such a, 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 a a saying that's just slapped around like uh, binge food all over the place. Oh, I live in 10, 11, and 12. Okay? So, so why won't, why, if you, if you prayed and meditated yesterday, what makes today a day not to do that? 
if you talk to your sponsor yesterday and you guys, this is the day you should talk to your sponsor, what makes today a day not to do that? So I'm in spiritual quicksand if I don't pray and meditate today because that's what I did yesterday and it kind of worked. You know, so you know what? I'm going to do what I do every single day. You know, I'm going to work because we work every This is work. 10, 11, and 12 is work. If you think I'm lying, look at page 84. Look at that chapter where it says the four times where, I mean, the, the, the page where it says, it, the, the paragraph where it says continue, continue. That's a lot of work to continue. But we continue this path because we know that if we don't and we get a bright idea, I'll be trembling again. I'll be back in the food again. I'll be in quicksand again. It'll be all in every direction. We done met our map, so there's no graduation here. You know, there's no graduation here. This is a this is a spiritual program, but first I have to address the physical allergy every single day. Every single day I have to admit that I'm trembling. Why would I be on a phone call at seven AM in the morning when my wife looking at me like you need to help me cook? Right? So but but it's a joy to be off and to be able to help her cook and watch my family together on this special day. But it's, it's, a, it's not a day off and it's not a license to binge and then start over tomorrow. I don't have to do that. This is like the mafia. Once you know, you can't say you don't know no more. And with that, I pass. Enjoy this day, everybody. Thank you, Charles H. And Larry K., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Reader. Uh, thanks for your service. So, I, you know, I like the word uh, catapulted. It's not, a, it's not a word that's used in everyday language, really, too much anymore. And it has kind of a military origin, you know, from way back, um, where an army would use various devices to hurl stones, arrows, and, and then, you know, much later missiles towards the enemy. So Bill's talking about, you know, being sprung like a missile into this new state of consciousness, this new destination, if you will. And it's funny, but, you know, I used to feel like I was being catapulted, you know, like into the fourth dimension of fast food. You know, I was rocketed to to, to Johnny Rockets, you know, and, 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 and other places. But um, how is it, you know, that many of us experienced uh, true spirituality in a room full of compulsive overeaters, you know, it seems perhaps a bit strange. And, it, and it's definitely not the script I wrote. I mean, I can tell you that. Um, even, even the spiritual awakening scene, you know, that I wrote, well, yeah, that was supposed to take place on a, on a mountaintop, you know, with trumpets uh, blazing and, and a beautiful rainbow and angels singing and all that. And, and I'm not sure about you, but, but I can tell you that I, I didn't come to Overeaters Anonymous to have some sort of vital spiritual transformation. I mean, I came because I was fat and I was miserable and, and hoping to lose some weight uh, before, you know, signing up for some, oh, I think it was a new online dating site at the time called eHarmony. You know, it, it, it uh, you know, how dark it is before the dawn. Yes, a great proverb, you know, used figure, figuratively to, to mean the lowest ebb. You know, solo, in fact, that, that we couldn't fathom how in the world we'd be saved from this, this disease. I mean, how does one go from hopeless to hopeful? And I'll, I'll tell you this for me, with regards to this disease, you know, no man or woman serves as their own lifeguard, you know, and um, uh, I've yet to see a drowning person save themselves. 
you know, God, God of my understanding saved me through this recovery process, just like Bill, you know, and, and mine was more of the educational variety, but th- there was actions that I needed to take. And I'm convinced that, you know, one can't experience a, you know, complete freedom without a total admission of hopelessness. And step, that's step one. There's no shortcuts to getting to this, this peaceful, useful place. When I was actively practicing compulsive overeating, I lived only in the past or in the future. I had no present tense. You know, wait, waiting to have it all now was impossible or wanting to have it, you know. And, and you see, I had a, a, a now disconnection from God. My addiction kept me trapped in the past or the future. And uh, today, I can live in the present moment, thank God. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. And Melissa C., please go ahead. Hi. Good morning. It's Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater. And thankful, so thankful to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, you know, catapulted into what I like to call the fourth dimension of existence. I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. And, you know, how beautiful to be starting Thanksgiving Day with those words on my tongue. Um, my life is incredible today. I am happy. I have peace. And I'm useful. You know, what more can I ask out of life? And, you know, how is it that I can feel this happy today um, that I went from drowning to catapulted, Um you know, and somehow um, it's the steps. It truly is the steps. The steps allowed me to evolve into someone who accepts life exactly as it is. I'm not beating my fists against the table, crying, why me anymore? Um, somehow I went from why me um, to why not me, and even better than to lucky me. Um, you know, I went from tormented, always fighting, um, with the disease, with my siblings, with my in-laws, with my coworkers, with my neighbors, although never out loud, you know, it was always internal. I kept it a very nice um, lady-like smile on my face. But, you know, my list of resentments on the ways people wronged me was always growing. And today I don't have that. I have peace. You know, love has really made a home inside my heart. Um, today when I see my siblings and my in-laws, um, I know I'll feel an incredible, all-encompassing love for them. Um, They are all beautifully flawed, as am I. Um, I know today that every interaction and exchange is another opportunity for growth and love. Um, Today, as my buttons get pushed, um, I have alternatives. I have an answer. It's not on the dessert table. You know, it's, um, it's connecting with my higher power. I'm useful today. I have a million opportunities to be of service just today. Um, You know, every day God presents me with people and situations where I can be useful. And what better than the people that, you know, that he specifically placed me in the lives of these people. I can serve. I'm going to go to my sister's home today. I'm going to bring my tray of raw veggies. Um, You know, but also I'm bringing my heart there today. And my concern is not what will she serve, what will there be for me, but how can I serve? What can I bring? And um, just grateful, beautifully grateful today. Thank you so much for that podcast. Thank you, Melissa C. And Julie R., please go ahead. 
Press star one, Julie, to unmute. Hi, sorry. This is Julie Ark, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. You know, there's this paragraph has so much in it, but I just want to focus on how dark it was before the dawn because that that is where that total surrender for me came. You know, I couldn't surrender. I couldn't ask God to come into my heart, my creator, without it being that darkest place. And I was so ready because on the other side of that comes that recovered state. And when I would read this years ago, you know, catapulted into the fourth dimension, I would just like, whatever. I don't even know what that meant. But now it's like, I know what it means because I get to live it. It's it's like when all of my body, mind, and soul connects and they're all on one plane and it's all for to be a better person, to give instead of receive. And food is not a part of my life for today. Anger is not a part of most of my life today. Manipulation, whatever, all of those things that I lived and breathed with the food, with my behaviors, the inappropriateness, the the cheating, the dishonesty, you name it. I mean, you know, how dark it was before the dawn. I'm living in the dawn. You know, what does that mean? Well, it means I'm having several people over for a holiday that I don't think of as a holiday for my ancestors, obviously, but I look at it as a day of, of friendship and family coming together. And I, my house is um, filled with things that I don't eat, but it's neutral. I mean, I'm baking right now. I'm neutral. It's not my food. That is a miracle that somebody who could eat 10, 20,000 calories at a sitting can sit there and not want anything. So today, that fourth dimension, I am living in that fourth dimension. It's here right now, and I get to feel. So this is so exciting. If there's any newcomers on there, you don't have to eat your way through this day. You know, food is just not an option. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Julie R. And uh, Kim G., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Fear sobered me for a bit. Then came the insidious insanity of the first drink. You know, I mean, talked the whole meeting yesterday about this beautiful step one. Why hasn't Bill stopped? You know, I mean, that. why wouldn't anyone who was in quicksand stop? You know, Bill doesn't know there's a solution. Bill doesn't know any other way. Why am I in Overeaters Anonymous for a decade? I have a solution. Why am I constantly in the quicksand? I have to say because fear sobered me for a bit. My game plan for over a decade in a way was fear and fellowship. And let me tell you, that combination, if I was able to stay abstinent on Thanksgiving on that combination alone, it was purely luck. You know, last night before I went to bed, I, I went on some away Facebook pages, and I was sad because all I saw were diet tips, ways to keep on guard. People saying, well, if it's God's will, I'm going to be abstinent. If it's not, I'm going to be in the food. Nothing about the steps. We're a 12 step program. You know, hearing about if it's God's will and God's time, you know, if I could simply pray and ask God to be abstinent, 
I honestly, I wouldn't need to be in a 12-step program. There's work to be done. If I simply could pray, then, I, then it, all we need to do is have a two-step program. All I have to do is admit I'm powerless, I'm in the quicksand, and say, okay, God, you take it over. And for some people, maybe they can do that, but they're not the people like me, the people that need this 12-step program. God is the answer, but I have to know that I am blocked. And the only way I've been able to get unblocked is to do the steps. So if you're a real compulsive overeater like I am, if you suffer from this disease, if you're an alcoholic of my type, my only hope was to address the twofold nature of this disease. Number one, I have an allergy of the body. I can never, ever, ever, ever safely eat those foods again. But even being sober, which Bill was many times, I'm going to return to the food over and over and over if I don't address the mental twist with these 12 steps. So for Thanksgiving today, if you are not abstinent, if you are just in the beginning, absolutely protect your abstinence at all costs. But understand that you will not be able to do that on any long-term basis on diet tips and, and all these different tricks that we use if you are a compulsive aviator of my type. For 17 years, what I did was I faced, I put down the food, I faced the food, I faced and I fought it with every form of human aid that I could. And I failed over and over and over. And five years ago, I put the food down, I faced a solution and fought with all my fight for the solution and the food naturally went into the background. So that today my reality is Thanksgiving is just a day like any other day as far as my food plan is concerned. But it is an amazing day where I can thank God and my family for all the blessings in my life. And that's what I wish for every single person on this line. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. And Tina S., please go ahead. Hi, uh, this is Tina S., compulsive eater and anorexic. Um, wow, what a fabulous uh, reading today. How dark it is before the dawn, you know. What a, what a great day to be abstinent and to be um, participating in giving of thanks, which was certainly not something I was interested in when I was in food. And you know what? What I really, uh, I just it makes my heart patter, and and I get very emotional when it says that I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. You know, that is certainly my experience today. And, you know, I'm really grateful that we're on the, in, moving from step one now because this is where the solution is and how I live my life today. And and so grateful, so grateful, because that was not a word that I even thought, gave a second thought to. You know, and I even hate to admit that because it wasn't something I thought about. You know, and, and I have to say that. It wasn't like I just intentionally said I'm not going to be thinking about somebody. I just didn't think about somebody. That's the way I lived. And today I have an opportunity, one day at a time, not to live that way again. And I love that it says in a way of life. It doesn't say in a way that I eat today. It says in a way of life. And as time passes, so this gives me hope for the re- for one day at a time for the rest of my life if I continue to do what I'm doing. You know, and, and today for me, and like it has already been shared, you know, on my own, I can't do none of this. I can't do none of this, but with a power greater than myself, I can do all of this one day at a time. So grateful for everybody on the line. So grateful for a fabulous meeting and also so grateful for a day off. So you all have a happy Thanksgiving, and um, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. And Reva P., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. 
I'd like to share on the sentence, how dark it is before the dawn. For me, that's the transition in this paragraph where before the sentence, he's picking up again after his second treatment in the hospital, knowing full well what he's doing and what it's doing to him. Um, and he just can't stop. And he's writing this in retrospect, so he's able to look back and say how dark it is before the dawn and give us this wonderful hope of being catapulted into the fourth dimension and knowing all these uh, promises. And for me, that's a good reminder of the pain that I need to go through to get the miracles of the program. And before this program, I avoided pain physical, emotional, any pain, mainly emotional pain, um, at all costs. And food was the solution to numb out the pain of feelings, to numb out every, everything. Um, and to know that in retrospect, um, and to have seen when I first came in, people who got through difficult things in life, got through happy things in life, got through life events, without binging their faces off um, was, like, shocking. Um, and that reminds me, too, as was shared before, you know, it's, it's not just about, like, pray and then poof, I get um, abstinent and all these promises. I have to do the work. And doing some of this work and looking at the blocks and looking at my character defects is not always pretty, and it's not always fun, and it can be painful, um, you know, the pain of just being abstinent and not going through the step work is, is awful. So I have to go through it. I have to go through the discomfort. I have to go through whatever it is and get to the other side. And I could never, ever, I went up, around, down, any which way but going through um, in abstinence. Um, so that's a great reminder. And it's not just a one-time deal. You know, it's not just the remember when of when I came into program. It's every single day. Um, certain things are painful. I need to do the work, get through the pain, and be reminded over and over again that I get catapulted. It just, you know, um, the disease has its own progression, and recovery also has its own progression. So we get catapulted. It happens to us as a result of working these steps um, and um, I'm grateful to say, you know, I'm, I'm on that other side for today. It's only a one-day battery that I have, and then every day I've got to recharge. Thank you, and with that, I pass. Uh, thank you so much, Reva P. And who else would like to share on this paragraph? Nancy Okay, I'm I'm not getting them. I have Bella G. I requested Nancy R. Who else? Nessa R. Leia M. Marion H. Leia M. Nancy R. Nessa R. Marion H. Marion H. Let me let me tell you who I have, and you can fill me in. I have Bella G. Rakesit, Nancy R. Nessa R. Leah M. Marion H. And who else? Okay, great. 
Um, Bella G, please go ahead. Press star one, Bella. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking to myself. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. My name is Bella G, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. How dark it is before the dawn. Wow, yes. Before I started with the 12 steps, even though I was in the program, I was in the OA, yes, I was in the dark. I didn't think, I didn't believe that there is a solution. And yes, I was in the dark because I was thinking only about the food. And till I started with my first sponsor to do the 12 steps, I thought, yes, okay, the OA is another diet program. And again, I will go out from the darkness with food. Okay, so most probably I will get tips and I will get another idea how to lose weight. And I was in the darkness because my life was surrounding only with food. If, if I was happy, I ran to the food. If, if I was sad, if I was angry, if I was dis- disappointed, if I was excited, no matter how I felt, the food was there for me. My thinking was only about food. After I finished my breakfast, so I was thinking, oh, so when I will, I will have lunch, and what I will have lunch. And this was my life, 24-7, and I was in darkness. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am not there anymore. When I started to do the 12 steps, when I started to, to live according to the 12 steps, this when I, I felt, wow, this is the solution. Yes, I need the food. It's like a car that needs gasoline. And it doesn't matter how new is your car and, and how, which model is the car. The car needs gasoline to move. And this is me. This is human. We need food. But the food is only a way to get into the life, to get connected to higher power. And only when I started to live and to, to live, exactly to live the 12 steps, this was the solution. And thank you, God. Thank you, God, that now I am not in darkness anymore. And this is the hope. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. And Rakesset, please go ahead. Press star one to unmute Rakesset. Sorry about that. I got muted. This is Rakesset Z from California. Recover compulsive overeater, and I am living in the fourth dimension. I am really, really—I never thought this possible. For 15 years, I used to read that line, the fourth dimension. Oh, come on! What are they talking about? I had no idea what they're talking about, and today I do. Today is so different. All those years before, where on Thanksgiving Day, many times I would break my abstinence. I would break my abstinence. 
and I would ruin Thanksgiving for my three daughters, and they would get so sad, you know, and I, I was mad they got sad. What, what are you sad about? It's me that's eating. It doesn't affect you. Uh-uh. It does affect them every time. You know, I have to leave in the middle of the day, go out to the store. Oh, I forgot something. Go to the store, go to buy a whole bunch of crap, sit in the parking lot of the, of the supermarket and just eat, 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 and then go home to them like nothing happened with, with another stash that I hide in the house. I mean, there was, that was Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving, and today is totally different. I have three daughters, and we're all together, and yesterday I helped my daughter cook and bake because for the first time she's making Thanksgiving, and I was so peaceful. I was so serene. I was so content and happy, and my other daughters, my all my daughters were too. They, they, they thank God that they can forget what those other Thanksgivings were like because they don't think about them, but I do, and I know what they're like. And they have seen me struggle and struggle and struggle through my food addiction all their lives, and they are so happy that today, today I can be peaceful around the food. I don't want the food. I don't want it. This is a miracle for me. I cannot explain to you what a miracle this is for me not wanting food. It's the first time in my life. I can be around it and I don't want it. The first time in my life. So I am so grateful today. And also, you know, I do have bad days. I don't want to think, I don't want you to think that the fourth dimension is no bad days. I do have bad days, but what always lifts me up is the thought, I'm abstinent, I'm recovered. That's all that matters today. That's the only thing that matters to matters today. I don't care what anything else that happens. And that always lifts me up. Thank you for letting me share, Kathy, and I pass. Thank you, Rekessa Z. And Nancy R., please go ahead. Hi, thank you, Kathy, and good morning, Visions. Uh, I had to bear witness today of and express gratitude for what this program has done in my life. Debauchery is defined as excessive indulgence and sensual pleasures. One of the synonyms is depravity. And when I read that, it was a description of my behavior around holidays. Uh, Because of the miracle of this program, I got married for the first time two years ago at the young age of 69. For most of my life, I have not had to deal with cooking Thanksgiving. I was a single aunt. Uh, single sister, and I always, you know, I just went and indulged and indulged when I got back home. Well, miracles do happen in this program. Uh, the first miracle was my uh, meeting someone and getting married at the sweet age of 69. And when I did that, I became an instant mom, not only an instant mother, but an instant grandmother. And Granny uh, is cooking and has cooked. A Thanksgiving meal. I have no idea how it tastes. Won't know how it tastes. I got recipes for my sister. Got tutored on the phone. And uh, my husband will have to sample it. Nothing short of a miracle. I baked some pastries. Haven't done that since I was a kid. I have baked a stack of pastries. And they sit over there. They look good. My prayers that they taste good. And they will enjoy them. 
I know that this is not me doing it. It's the power of this program. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in some kind of dimension that I'm able to do this and not have any desire. And for this, I am so grateful. Yes, I am. Because on my own, I would be, well, I wouldn't be in the situation I am in if I was doing it by myself. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I give thanks for this program. It has saved my life, and above all, it has given me life. Have a good day. Thank you, Nancy R. And Nessa R., please go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Nessa R., recovered in Toronto. Grateful to be live with you all here um, this morning. Um, the fourth dimension of, uh, of existence. That's, that's where I, I live today, by the grace of God. Um, we lost you, Nessa R. Not it. I, I'm back. I just the voices came on. Um, but I was saying I, I live in the fourth dimension today, and that's the, the spiritual dimension, the dimension where I have a very close relationship with God, and I live a life focused on being of service uh, to God and to my fellows instead of being of service to Nessar. But in order to, to get here, I had to heed the message and the lesson um, of the quicksand. And um, the reason why Bill drank again is because he didn't uh, heed this message, and I myself didn't heed that message for, for years and decades. And the message is, you know, I can't get out of quicksand myself. Um, therefore, I cannot get out of the food myself. Um, the more I struggle to get out of the quicksand, the more I sink. And the more I try to control the food, the more it controls me. So I had to stop. I had to stop trying to control the food, to control the weight, and just put the food down. But beyond that, um, you know, if I don't do anything else, I'm still in the quicksand. So what do I need? I need a lifeline. Somebody's going to get me out by throwing me a lifeline. And that, li- that lifeline is, are the 12 steps. Um, but if somebody throws me a lifeline and I don't grab it, guess, guess what? I'm still in quicksand. So I have to grab those 12 steps and I have to work them. I have to work them because my life depends on it. Without it, I cannot get out of this, the quicksand. So um, I really had to uh, heed that lesson and internalize it, put the food down, work the steps, and the result is I'm out of the quicksand, which is, you know, my food, my character defects, and all these things that keep me in the disease, that block me from God. And by the grace of God, I'm here today living, uh, for the most part, almost every day in the fourth dimension of existence. Thank you. Thank you, God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, and Nessa R. Uh, Leia M., please go ahead. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, How dark it is before the dawn. You know, Bill's obviously writing this story of what he used to be like, what happened, what he's like now. He's writing it in hindsight, and, uh, you know, I relate to that darkness And thank God I relate to the transition he made into freedom. Um, You know, through enough suffering and enough pain and enough degradation, um, it broke me down. You know, every 
breakdown is an opportunity for a breakthrough. And, you know, I remember this time period. You know, it seemed like the worst moment of my life uh, when I was in that quicksand and the days afterward. But I didn't realize it was the beginning of a new life. You know, so if there's any newcomers out there, um, it does seem hopeless, but it's not. (laughs) Um, You know, I was depending on my own strength to break free from the chains of this addiction, to break free from the chains of compulsive overeating, but I kept ending up with increased suffering and increased misery. All my efforts resulted in my disease progressing because I was constantly confronted with this uh, demonic power of compulsive overeating. I did not realize the depths to which this disease was going to take me. I did not realize that. Um, However, you know, Bill is using his dark past to help another person now, you know, who's reading this text. And that's what we who are recovered, we in whom the problem have been solved, that's our responsibility also, is to give you a message of hope. That when I accepted the possibility that there was another way, because there were people who cracked open this text and who offered to guide me through the action steps that were going to lead me to a transformed mind. I saw the results. I heard the results in their voices. I saw the freedom in their eyes. I was able to realize that a miracle could and would happen. And then I permitted my mind to experience one. It was like, it was a message of hope that I was hearing. I didn't have to carry this burden of overcoming my illness by myself. And finally, it came through to me that a decision to recover without action was essentially worthless. The result is the same as if I hadn't made a decision at all. That it was not only being, you know, wanting a desire to recover and to break free from the chains of this beast, um, but that it was going to take action. You know, and my journey as a compulsive overeater was going to lead me either to continued suffering and dying or to bliss and freedom. Um, And I had to embrace that journey and to walk that road. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah M. And Marion H., please go ahead. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And thank you, Kathy, so much for your service. I just need to say that I'm nervous. I don't usually share on the vision, and I decided to share this morning. Thank you, God. No words can tell the loneliness and despair found in that bitter morass of self, self-pity. Quicksand around me in all directions. Well, unfortunately, this past summer, I was once again in relapse, so I really, truly don't want to go there anymore, and I do have a, a vision sponsor, and I know how how it is, how dark it is before the dawn, and thank you, God, I am abstinent now, uh, about a month, and uh, I'm working the steps, and I'm listening to the vision, and and. That's my life saver, my my life saving, my my life, uh, the twelve steps and the and the traditions and and you people on on the vision. I truly love every everyone, and 
Uh, I'm so glad to be here and to work the steps today, uh, only today with God's help. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Marion H. And we have time for one more share. Anita J. Mrs. Vasa, I'd like to share, please. Okay, let's, um, Anita J. and Vasa, perhaps you could each take uh, two minutes. All right, I will try. This is Anita J. I'm very grateful on this Thanksgiving Day, recovered compulsive overeater. I saw something this time in reading these paragraphs that I hadn't really was haven't really been truly grateful about before. I didn't see it. And that is I've always identified with his he would surrender all right and then something would happen. It didn't have to be Armistice Day, it could be any kind of a day and he was off and running and that's what's me. But I realize now I was not relapsing from from a place of fourth dimension because you think about who the heck would want to leave a place of fourth dimension. I was never in it until I did it um, here with you people and the vision for you. And same 12 steps, but it's like equal justice for every single step. That's something I never did. I used to relapse from surrender and knowledge, further, deeper knowledge of myself. I had abstinence and a deeper knowledge, another new insight, and then would come the day. That wasn't what, that's not what the 12 steps say. And I now know this is not hyperbole. The fourth dimension is real. I am such a grateful person that I'm doing everything I possibly can to remember that I am uh, still just another um, food addict. And uh, that's never going to go away. I don't care because here's the solution. And we're right at it. If, If I had really realized sooner that this is the beginning, you've got to understand that you are a food addict, Anita, you will always be. And if you want what these folks have, you can never forget that. Never mind some new insight, some new miracle. That is wonderful. Those are the gifts. But it starts with this step. It doesn't start with giving away all my insightful awarenesses in the fifth step. It starts with this step. I am really incredibly happy and um, grateful and to be neutral around food, neutral, my goodness. Um, Thank you, God, and with that I pass. Uh, Thank you, Anita J. And Basta, I only have one minute for you, if you want that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your service. And Ambassador, oh, grateful, recover, compulsive, overeater, calling from Florida. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. This is, was my last stop coming to Overeaters Anonymous, the big book, and the 12 steps. Nothing, nothing happened until I made the decision in my desperation to humble myself, to surrender on my knees to God and the program and the 12 steps. I admitted I was um, powerless. That's step one. That was the beginning of my steps, 
step one. I was powerless over the food. I couldn't do it by myself. And I had that spiritual experience, like Bill had the four dimensions. Uh, I crossed from dying to living because I was dying physically, emotionally, spiritually, and working the steps. I have peace, love, joy today, and I don't ever have to diet ever, ever in my life again. My husband doesn't have to hear that word again, diet, and I haven't said it for many, many, many years. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. And it is now time to close our meeting. Thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close the re- with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Cheryl H., would you please read uh, on page 164? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Press star one, Cheryl. All right, I think I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Um, Hi, this is Cheryl H., Grateful Recovered uh, Eater in Wisconsin. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.